your problem, so <laughs> bear with me. Oh, there's one up here, too. Oh, but now I don't know what to say. <laughs> I could do whatever I want to do. He told me I could sing. Hi, everybody. I'm Judy. I am an alcoholic. Hey, and by God's grace, I don't know what all they said. I couldn't read it anyway. I don't have glasses. And, and a wonderful sponsorship, and because of you people, you've shown me the way. Um, I've been sober since March 3rd of 1992. Thank you. I know. I'm amazed, too. Um, I'm telling you, when they called me and asked me to speak, um, I don't know if I said yes right away because I was shocked. I mean, I was humbled. You know, um, I mean, they would give you free drinks to get me out of the bar. I mean, <laughs> nobody wanted me around. You know, this infectious personality was nasty. Um, and to be able to come here and speak and uh, in front of you all for this conference, thank you. I am humbled and I'm grateful. And I am grateful for the life I live today because you gave that to me. The design for living, um, that's what you showed me. Um, and I am truly grateful. Um, I don't know. I was going to try to keep it clean because I'm nasty and I'm too old to be nasty. <laughs> so I'm taking the handcuff story out, Bob. You know, those furry ones, they're gone. Um, I don't know. Um, oh. I came out of the shoot. I got 75 minutes, he told me, so I'm start when I was born. You guys are in trouble. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, when I was born, I was just, I don't know, when I was a kid, I, I, I didn't know what it was, but I was full of self-centered fear. I couldn't live life on life's terms. And thank God, the big book talked about the malady and... Um, you know, when I read that, I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, because I could not live life. I couldn't do it. I was just like a misfit. Um, I couldn't stay in school. I'd lay matches and throw them at you. Um, I took squirt guns, and I got you all wet. <laughs> I did all kinds of crazy things. And today, if that would be me, I'd be drugged. And uh, thank God that they didn't have them back then, because that's what I look like. Sometimes I still look that way. <laughs> my cousin told me yesterday, you are crazy. And my son reminds me of that all the time. You are crazy. <laughs> but it's a different crazy today, you know, because I do know how to live. It is a different crazy, and it's okay. But um, I don't know. I started drinking at 12 years old, um, and that's what I did. That's all I did. I didn't get an education. I wasn't a cheerleader. I beat them up. Um, I did. I had a leather jacket on and high-top Converse, and I smoked a cigarette out on the corner, and I flicked them at you. And I dared you to look at me the wrong way. Um, and that's fear. I was full of fear. And I didn't know it. I thought it was a bad ex I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss. <laughs> I'm going to try not to. If you tell me no, I'm going to do it. So thank God they didn't tell me. Ooh, some things don't change. But, um, you know, I'd go to school and I'd walk out because um, I had to drink. I didn't know I had to drink, but I had to drink. What went on in my head was too painful. I, I couldn't handle it. It was horrible in my head. Um, and I would drink, and that's what I did. And um, you know what comes with drinking, and that happened a lot too. So by 14, I was pregnant. Um, I was pregnant. I had a baby, a husband. Um, I gave that baby away. Thank God. Thank God. You know, um, thank God his life was saved at that age. I don't know that he would have made it. I don't. I had no clue. And um, I divorced that man, and I still couldn't drive a car. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even drive yet. You know, and I'm like, dang. And that's how I lived. That's how I lived. 
When we read the story about Dr. Bob and he talks about he did whatever, I'm not, I can't word it. You know, it's like my own made-up version. Um, I had no concern. I, I didn't think about anybody but myself. You know, it entered my mind, and I thought it was a great idea because I'm so wonderful, you know, that it's going to work, and it never did. Um, and you would think I'd learned that, but I didn't. So, you know, um, I just, I heard a lot of people, you know, um, and uh, my mom and dad, oh, my gosh, you know what those people went through was just awful, you know. Um, I would go to school, like I said, I'd get suspended, and I'd go home, and I'd be like, what is wrong with you, you know, but I can't stay there. I can't think about it because I can't stand that, looking at who I am. And um, I'd go back thinking, oh, it's going to be better this time, and I'd go right back to school, and I'd stand in front of the school, and I'd light a cigarette, you know. And it's so funny. I've always said that. Michelle talked, and she was talking about putting her toe over that threshold. My sponsor went, because that, I've been defiant all my life. If you tell me no, I'm going to do it. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. And um, that got me in a lot of trouble. It did. And, you know, here comes the principal, grabs me up, and I'm suspended again. <clears throat> you know, people in my neighborhood, you know, everybody talks about how, you know, the neighbors, oh, they all talk back in the day. Well, mine must not have, um, you know, on my neighborhood because they asked me to babysit. <laughs> yeah. It went just like that. Whatever's in your head, that's what happened. It did. But the thing is, the next one would ask me to babysit. And even me at that age, I'm like, what's wrong with these people? You know? And I'd go babysit, all right, and I'd get them. Oh, and my mom and dad, uh, the, the church we all went to, First Baptist Church down on York Street, and my preacher asked me to babysit. <laughs> yeah, it was ugly. Um, I took a girl with me that loved to steal, and I liked to drink and do other things, Yeah. So we got the preacher's uh, children in bed, and then all the guys come in, and, man, we're partying down, you know. And they come home, and I'm like, I don't know where the kids are. I guess they're in bed. I'm in your bed. <laughs> I mean, it was ugly, you know. And uh, we go back to church. You know? And I never one time thought about my mom and my dad, not one time, that they had to face these people and their daughter. And my mom and dad had no clue what was wrong with me. I didn't either. I didn't know what was wrong with me either, you know, and um, I went on that path for a long time. My dad's pulled me out of nightclubs, downstairs club. Yeah, where's Jimmy? Um, I think I was 15, 16, and I'm doing um, MDA, you know. I can't see. I can't walk. <laughs> and I look up and I think, I think that's my dad. <laughs> I didn't say it that clear. <laughs> if I came out like, oh, and so, oh. And it was, and uh, he grabbed me up and took me out of there, and um, I went home, and I was so upset, you know, not because of what I did to my parents, because of him. He had a Corvette. I mean, come on, a Corvette. And if I'm gone, he's going to get somebody else. I mean, I, no doubt I'm gone, you know, especially if he's got a deal, because I'm sure I was underage, and he wasn't. Um, and I, I smacked my mother, you know, and I got her in a headlock, and... Um, you know, that's the kind of daughter I was. Um, it really was. And um, I don't know. Alcohol was my master. It called the shots, you know. And um, there were many, many times that I thought, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And um, I couldn't. You know, I had to drink. And people all through my life have tried to help me. Uh, there was a guy over in Newport. He was a whatever they call him. Um, and he was trying to teach me to be a phlebotomist. And I can't, you know, I'm drinking all night, you know, and I get over there and I'm trying to, 
he's trying to show me how to do all this stuff. And back then they had pipettes, and you'd suck them up, and you'd do these differential counts. And I'm so hungover, and I'm sucking it up in my mouth. Um, thank God it wasn't in my nose. That's the, where the straw usually went. <laughs> but... Um, and I was like, my gosh, so I couldn't do that, you know. And there was many people that tried to help me, you know, get me back in school. I tried to go back to school. And my arrogance, you know, I'm like, I'm too old and mature for these people. You know, I got it going on, and they don't. And that was my attitude my whole life, and I missed out on a lot of stuff. A lot of education, a lot of fun, because I couldn't do it. I was paralyzed with fear. You know, you're having fun, and I don't want to look stupid. But I looked stupid sitting there like, you know, but I couldn't. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It was crazy. I met this guy, and he was a neat guy. I mean, he was gorgeous. Just that was my first attraction. <laughs> I don't care if you're an axe murderer. I don't care. As long as you look good. I didn't care, but he wasn't, thank God. He was a drunk, you know. And I can say that because he's dead today, you know. And um, when I met him, he had these plans and designs, and, and he couldn't do it because of alcoholism. He was just like me. And um, he gave me two beautiful sons. Well, three. I forgot about Andrew. <laughs> I always call Christian Andrew. I always get my kids mixed up. But, you know, he suffered from that. And uh, we partied, and we partied crazy. The house was nuts. I got two beautiful boys, and I can't be a mother. You know, I wanted to be a mother. I gave that baby up, and I wanted to be a mother. You know, and alcoholism is saying, no, you're not. You know, and um, I would try to keep babysitters, and nobody wants to babysit for me. You know why? Um, I don't come home. You know, I don't come home. I think I'm going to go to work, and I'm going to make a living, and come home and be a mother and, you know, do what mothers do. See, I still don't know what they do. <laughs> And um, I take that drink after we get done working, or before we get done working. I'm drinking, and I don't end up home, you know. And there's either my, some guy, I'm not going to say a boyfriend, I never dated. But um, I called it that, it's really prostitution. But, um, <laughs> you know, they would call the house and they'd say, hey, you know, you stay. And they wanted to go home, you know, they're not like me. They've got a home, they want to go home and be a part of their lives. They don't want to raise my children. They don't want to clean up my house. They don't want to be there. And I'm so self-centered. I don't care about anybody but myself because of alcoholism, you know, and these character defects that I have that I didn't know I had. Um, you know, so I, brought, I got the bright idea because, you know, I couldn't keep a babysitter. You know, and I drive her home drunk. You know, I, if I did make it home, I would be like, you know, I'm going to take her home. <laughs> I couldn't understand why she was upset, you know. I think I'm Mario Andretti when I drink and drive, you know, I'm great. But uh, <clears throat> so I get the bright idea that, you know what, I got a plan. You know, we all get, always got a plan, and I got a plan. I'm going to go to work, make some money, and I'm going to come home, and we're going to do homework, and we're going to have dinner, we're going to do all these fun things. And I take that drink, and I wake up the next morning, and um, I don't know who you are. And uh, a lot of them I wouldn't have drank with. They probably wouldn't have drank with me either. They probably looked at me and thought the same thing. Oh, my God. And um, i got to be nice to you until I find out if I've got a car, because i got to get home. You know, these little boys are home alone, you know, and they've got school. And I wake up, and I'm sick. You know, I don't know where it's coming out of. 
you know, and, um, and I'm sick and I'm full of remorse, you know, and all that fear. And, you know, are they alive? You know, did the police come in, you know? And I got to get home, and I got to be nice to you because if I don't have a car, how am I going to get home? And if I've got a car, then I'm nasty, and I get home, and, you know, I think I'm going to be full of remorse, and I'm not. You know, I'm yelling at them to get ready for school and blah, 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 or they don't even go to school because I'm too sick to get them there, you know. And they missed a lot of schools. I've missed a lot of plays. I've missed a lot of things in life because of alcoholism. Um, but I don't know. Um, this guy, their father, you know, I'd love to say, well, you know what? I got smart, and I thought I'm going to get a divorce, you know, and I didn't. you got to come in and kill me or try to kill me before I take off, you know. I'm holding on. He loves me, you know. I ain't letting go. Uh-uh. You know, he told me he loves me, and he's good looking. Uh-uh. Nope, I ain't giving him up. So one night we're all partying. My boys are in bed, and we're just, you know, oh, my God. There's a knock at the door, and I go to the door, and um, I look at him, and he's got that crazy look, you know, that dope look that you've, like, gone over, <clears throat> and he's got an axe, and uh, that's not a good party gift or a party tool. <laughs> you don't bring an axe to a party, let me tell you, and um, I never have. I brought some weird things, but not an axe, and uh, he ran them all out of the house, and a good friend of mine, Nikki, we do Tai Chi together. And we've known each other since we've been 17, 18 years old, and she was there. And uh, Big Tim, a good friend of mine, he was there. And they're still friends of mine. Can you believe that? Uh, But they were run out of the house with this axe. And um, he tried to stab me under the arm. I don't know what that was about. He was not even, (laughs) I don't I'm bleeding, though. But, and he gets me down on the floor, and he starts strangling me, you know. And I'm here because of a phone call. Uh, They called him to tell him the police were coming, and you could hear the sirens coming. And, uh, you know, he's strangling. I'm going out. And for some reason, he gets up and answers the phone. I'm glad he did. But if it was the other way around, I wouldn't have answered the phone. He'd have been dead. I mean, come on. Who does that? You get the upper hand. Um, And he didn't. He answered the phone. And I'm like, thank you. Um, And then when he turned around, I hit a big beer mug, and I cracked him right in the face. Split his nose wide open. He's bleeding. I'm bleeding. The cops are coming. And they come in, and, and, and I've got two little boys in the next room sleeping through it all. You know? And thank God they didn't wake up and come out to see it because it was ugly. And it was one more time. Those times went on and on and on. And um, that won't get me sober. That will not get me sober because it went on for a long time. I mean, I stayed out there. You know, I gave it my all. And um, I don't know. I, I got divorced, you know, and um, walked away from that, never spoke to him again. And then um, I don't know. It still wasn't any better. You know, I think he's the problem. My mother was the problem. You were the problem. He was the problem, you know, and uh, none of that was the problem. It's me. And um, I got a job down at a restaurant. And I'm telling you what, I thought I had arrived. Everybody talked about that restaurant to work down there was a big to-do. You know, you made a lot of money. And I walk in that place, and I wasn't even old enough to sell liquor yet. They didn't care. I mean, they threw me right out on the floor. Um, And uh, I just love that place. It just fired my imagination. Uh, There were pimps and prostitutes and Thieves, dealer, dealer would come down and throw everything out on the back bar, and we'd 
shop. My kids had Coca-Cola shirts and these jeans, and I had Gucci everything, and um, I did all my shopping down there, you know. And I always said, I'm going to get a little dirty, um, I always blamed, I always blamed everybody, but there was a prostitute down there one night with a fur coat on, sitting in the front bar, and she walked out and flashed everybody like this, and I thought, that's where I got it. <laughs> she said, damn her. Um, because there was everything down there, just every. I bought my dope from the bartender, you know, I did cocaine. You know, um, I'm an alcoholic. Alcohol was always my love, you know, but I did everything you had. You know, I didn't ask what it was until after I did it and I didn't get off. I'm like, what the, you know, what was it? You know, I have done everything, and uh, I am not picky. I'm not picky, and I've done it all, and um, I don't know. There was a guy walked in that place, and uh, he had just gotten out of the Army. He was really young. I don't give ages anymore. I am a slow learner. I mean, my gosh. There are so many things that I could sit here and tell you that I had to learn by being embarrassed because it didn't click in my brain. I mean, I went to a golf tournament for my granddaughter, and I had this shirt on. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but and I thought it was a nice shirt, you know, and I think this is really cool. Well, it rained, and you could see right through it. <laughs> here's my granddaughter. Here's her grandma on the golf course, and you can see through my shirt. And I was like, holy, yeah. But So I don't give ages anymore, but he was young. Um, you know the teachers that are going up there? Teachers. Could have been me. Uh, no, he was, I, he was of age. <laughs> Well, he kept trying to hit on me, you know, and when I'm not drinking, I'm like, oh, what's wrong with you? My gosh, you know, on it. That's my mouth. on it. What are you doing? You know, and then I'm drunk, and I'm like, you, you know, it's filth. And, um, well, okay, he's the father of my, children, my twins. I'm not going to go through the whole spiel and the, you know, but he's the father of my twins. It was a one-night stand that's lasting still now today. <laughs> I'm not married to him, but I can't get rid of him. Um, I almost bought a gun. I was going to get rid of him. Oh, I was going to get rid of him, and I was sober. And I went to the ATM. I was going to get money out to buy a gun to kill him. I mean, he was doing things to me. Well, not to me, other women, but he was going to die. And I ended up over at the Promises Club, and Mimi and Phyllis was there, and I was crying, and I'm like, I'm mentally ill. And they laughed at me, and they're like, yeah, you are. <laughs> and I'm offended. <laughs> but thank God. Thank God people told me the truth. But I don't know. I got pregnant with a set of twins. I didn't drink that whole time. Um, I don't know why. I can't tell you why. But I was insane. Uh, you take alcohol away from me, and I don't have a solution or a design for living. I don't have those things, and I'm crazy. My head is crazy. You can't live in that. You can't live in that. And I just was, I tortured everybody. So I had those babies, and I went back to work, and somebody went to the bar, and they got a drink, and they brought me back a drink. I didn't think anything about it. And I took that drink, and I was off to the races. Um, I can't stop. You know. <laughs> yeah. God, I hope he don't know yet. I wasn't gambling. That's cute. But um, 
I don't know. There was a friend of mine, Big Tim, was coming over for dinner, and um, all day long I was saying, I'm not going to drink today. I'm not going to drink today, and I didn't want to. I mean, it was eating my soul. There was nothing left. I mean, it had beat me down, you know, because I would drink. He, he was a, he's a good friend of mine. He still is. You know, he works on my car, and he's a big old hillbilly. I ain't against hillbillies, but, you know, he's just a great guy, and um, we're friends. But when I drink, he's Tom Cruise. He don't look nothing like Tom Cruise. And I don't look anything like I think I look like. Um, and we roll around places that we're not supposed to be rolling around at, you know. And uh, I knew that. And I didn't want to drink. And I thought for sure I was not going to drink that night. And um, he comes in with a big bottle of wine, and we popped that cork. I don't know popped it or screwed it. I don't know what we did, but we got it off there, and we were drinking. And I don't remember anything. I mean, I can, I can barely tell you some of the stuff that happened, and um, nobody would talk about it, <laughs> you know. And uh, we, we take off to go drink. I don't know if we ate. My middle son, Jason, was with the twins. They were in bed, and I take my oldest son with me. You know, that's the kind of mother I am. I take my son with me, you know, to drink. And when I'm drinking, I'm nasty. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, whatever you told me I did, I probably did. Um, but we come back to the house, and I start getting ready for bed, and I go in the bathroom, and my head's running. Kill yourself. I'm no longer getting relief. No longer. It's not stopping this. And I'm grateful that I wasn't out, and somebody said, let's hear, let's do some heroin, because I'd have done it. I'd have moved on, and I didn't, um, by God's grace. And uh, I go in the bathroom to get ready for bed, and I get a double-edged razor, and I start nicking at my wrist. And I come out of that bathroom, there's blood everywhere. You know, when you shave your legs, you bleed a lot, you ain't going to die. Um, I wasn't going to die. Um, but the drama, I'm full of drama. By God, I can pull up some drama. And I come out of that bathroom, and, you know, I'm cussing like a sailor, and I go to the drawer to pull out a knife, and I'm going to stick it in my heart. I'm dying. My son's standing there. He didn't try to stop me. He's probably like, oh, just shut her up. <laughs> Do it. Um, but I pull out a spoon. <laughs> And um, for years, years, I got a spoon, Mom. <laughs> How do you die from a spoon? And I'm like, oh, there's a way. Yes. And I heard a guy, I don't know who he is, but I, I heard him say he tried to kill himself with a spoon. And I'm like, that's my guy. <laughs> See, no matter what you do in AA, that you know, you did when you were out there drinking, you come in here, you think it's the worst thing that could ever happen. We've all done it. You will hear it in these rooms if you stay. If you stay, you will hear everything, you know. We're not odd, you know. I'm, I'm not unique. I'm not different. I'm just like you people, thank God. You know, and um, I was horrified at the things that they would say I did to them. And I have to say, shut up. No, I didn't. But when I come in here and you, I work the steps, you know. And I don't work in them and I'm done. You know, I live them. And I make amends to my children, and I'm a mother. And I do what I say I'm going to do, you know. And I'm a good grandmother, you know. And it doesn't hurt me anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't have the power to hurt me anymore. But uh, they, they called the police, the paramedics, my mom and dad, my sister and brother-in-law, and all my glory. You know, my mom and dad, good people, values, morals. Father's a hard worker, never cussed a word, said a cuss word in his life until he got dementia. And... Uh, my grandson opened the door and hit him in the head, and he said, I'm not going to say it, GD. We were all like, oh, he said a bad word, you know. And um, there's their daughter, 
half-dressed, cussing like a sailor, words that my parents have never heard or said. My mom would read a book and she'd scratch out the F word. That's my mom. Scratch that out, you know. And here's her daughter, just filth, filth. So they get me out of there. The the paramedics come in, and um, they get me out of there, you know, all the neighbors. And I get loose in the ambulance, I heard. Um, I was probably looking for dope. We're going to party in the ambulance. And uh, they take me over to the hospital. And, um, you know, I'm sitting there, and I didn't realize it. And this is what AA does for me. You know, I go to a big book meeting up the Alano at 10, and we read the stories out of that big book, thank God. You know, and uh, it was the part about one of the stories, the guy was shackled to the bed. And all of a sudden, it hit me, and it was like, oh, my God. I was shackled to that bed the moment I I got into I didn't walk. (laughs) The moment I got in that hospital, in that emergency room, they shackled me down. And my mother came back and looked at me. And her daughter shackled down and spewing filth. And I'm telling her to get out. And I told the doctor, don't ever bring anybody else back here. You know, and I'm asking him to kill me because I don't have a solution. I don't know what to do. I don't want to live like this no more. So my solution is kill myself. And he's like, we don't do that. You know, so I'm telling him where he can stick a bunch of stuff. And then the nurse is like, Judy, you know, we don't talk like that. So I tell her what she can do, too. So when you act like that, you know, they put you in a little room, you know, with a little camera in the corner, and I wake up the next morning, and I'm sick. I mean, I don't know where it's coming out of. Hot, cold sweats. I'm shackled down, and I'm like, oh, this don't look good. (laughs) At least when I woke up with him, I could get away, you know, and now it's like, holy crap, and I didn't know what I had done. And thank God it was I didn't run over a family or I didn't kill somebody. I mean, I dated a guy one time, a nice guy. I don't know where he came from. I think he was one of them. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) I had to. Um, You know, and and he just, nice guy. I'm drinking. He's trying to stop me. And uh, I woke up the next morning, there's glass. And I'm like, what the heck happened here? He's like, you don't remember? And you know how people do that to us because they think we remember. We don't remember that stuff. I'm not lying. We don't remember. He's like, you don't remember? And I'm like, no. And he said, you broke a glass and was going to cut me up because I wanted you to stay home. You know, and that's me, you know. And if you'd have told me that morning that I'd done something like that, I'd have been like, okay, I guess I did. And thank God I didn't. And they wanted me to go down to Saney. Um, It was Saney North down in Covington. And I didn't know why, and I got up. How long have I been talking? I feel like I've been talking forever. It's quarter to 11. Okay. I got 75 minutes. I can't talk. Yes, I can. Um, they uh, shipped me down there, and I didn't know why. When they asked me to go, I'm like, no. Um, I flipped my hand, too, that drama. No. And uh, it was that moment of clarity, I guess, and it was like, go. And I went back in. I said I would go. They sent me down there, and thank God they did because I could hear Something happened that I could hear. I was desperate. It didn't make sense. I mean, none of it made sense to me. I questioned everything. But and what and why and, you know, and, uh, but I could hear. And there was an old man down there, Bill Cullum, Taxi Bill, they called him. You know, and he has helped so many people. He knew that big book in and out. He read that big book to me. He took me out. He got me to Russell Street at noon. He got me to meetings as soon as I got out of the care unit. He introduced me to my sponsor because I don't know that I could have asked anybody. You couldn't tell me no. 
You know, I was so full of fear. I couldn't get up in a meeting to walk across the room to go to the bathroom or get a cup of coffee because I was terrified. That self-centered fear kept me in that seat. So, Grace, to be able to get up here and read like that with the 24 hours, that's amazing. That is amazing. I was so impressed. I was. I, I, I was just, oh, I, I, you know, I was just a mess. I really was. And, um, you know, Bill, he, he helped me. You know, and he's dead. You know, he hung himself. Alcoholism. You know, I don't know why. I'm not even going to act like I know why he couldn't stay sober. He couldn't get more than four or six months. He couldn't do it. And he hung himself, and nobody was there. The family was done with him, you know, and he's in a pulpit's grave over at St. Mary's, and I'm standing here in front of you talking. I don't know why, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all the people that God has put in my life to pull me through AA and to show me how to live because I didn't know how. I come out of the care unit and I'm calling my sponsor from the phone booth or from a hotel. I'm going to kill myself because that's my solution. I don't want to drink. I know what I am. I know I'm an alcoholic, but I don't want to drink, but I don't know how not to. I don't know how to live. You know, I don't know what to do. And um, I would call her and tell her I'm going to kill myself. And she'd be like, well, you know you can do that, but your mother-in-law is going to be raising them babies. And I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. At my worst, she made me look like a saint. She was, whoo! But it got my attention, and she'd say, come talk to me. Come talk to me. And I would go there hopeless, and she gave me hope. She told me what was in that big book and how she lived and what she did. And she told me of a God that was everything or nothing at all. And I heard that. I was terrified of him. I mean, I knew he'd do all those things that I'd done. And I knew he was going to strike me dead. You know, at the right moment, he was going to do it. And, um, but she gave me hope. You know, she talked to me about the steps and getting out of myself. I'd go to her in a meeting, and I'd say, I don't fit in here. You know, all these people, you know, nobody talks to me. And she'd be like, and what are you doing? You know, you're sitting there. Get up off your, you know what, and go shake somebody's hand. Sit next to that new girl and ask her how she's doing, you know. And I'd look at her like, What? What? But I would do it. I was desperate. I was desperate not to live like that anymore. And I would do it. And my life got better. You know, my life got better. And I got my own God. Thank God. You know, today I have a wonderful life. I have a wonderful life. It's not easy. You know, a lot of stuff has happened. We've buried a lot of people. Um, 2013, my daughter, uh, we were putting the Christmas tree up. She couldn't talk. And she'd been coming downstairs for I don't know how long, saying, Mom, I got a headache. And I'd be like, well, let me get you some Tylenol. No, no, it's going to go away. And I'm like, okay. And um, we're putting the Christmas tree up, and she can't talk. And I'm like, what? And she's not an alcoholic. Oh, my gosh. They had smearing off, and they mixed it with some crazy stuff, and they dumped it. And I'm like, whoa. I'd have drank it. I don't care what cigarette butt's in it. I'd have drank it. She didn't. You know, she acted like she wanted to drink, but she didn't. And I called um, over, over at uh, Children's Hospital, and they said, Judy, get her over here. You know, I think she might have a brain tumor. And I'm like, oh, come on, Anne. Come on. You know, I know everything. She don't have no brain tumor. But um, I called Brittany. She was out with Brittany. And Brittany was getting ready to take her to the emergency room. She looked like she had had a stroke. Her face was drooped. I didn't see it. You tell me I ain't self-centered? 
Um, and we got her over to Children's Hospital, and she had a glioblastoma multiform. And um, it was awful. I mean, it was awful. But we made, we did everything we could for her. We celebrated Christmas over there, and we celebrated her birthday over there. And, you know, I could be a mother to her. You know, they kept her. There's like, Judy, don't take her home, you know. And she went through everything, chemo, radiation, everything, and then it wasn't going to do anything. But what it did, I was sitting there in this hospital room, and um, I had slept on a couch. And it was either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. And uh, my grandson, oh, I'm telling you, if you can look at it, God gives you what you need. When my daughter got pregnant, I was like, son. I'd raise babies. Well, I didn't raise him, but 14. I was having children. And uh, when she got pregnant, I thought, oh, my gosh. God knew that that's what was going to keep me on this earth. He knew I needed that child. But we're at this hospital, and I'm sitting on this bed, and my grandson's in the middle of the room on, like, a pallet they made for him. And then I look across the room, and there's my ex-husband's wife, the one that I would be like, you know, I'm going to... That's when my son said, Mom, you're crazy. And that was an ugly crazy. And I was. And I called my sponsor and I told her because I thought, you know what? And she said, Well, stop acting like it. You know, and I did. So she's sitting there. And then I look over in the corner and there's my ex husband next to his daughter sleeping. And I thought, My gosh, the power of God. I knew then the power of God goes deep. There's nothing he can't do. We never fought. The whole hospital was like, oh, my gosh, we got to see this family because we never fought. We never had disagreements. It was all about her. You know, it was all about our, you know, our daughter. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Not one time did I want to drink through that. You know, I wanted to jump out the window. The pain was, oh. And my solution, again, is kill yourself. You know, jump out the window but what I would do, I'd lay there and I'd pray to God, please help me, please help me. And I'd fall asleep and I'd wake up the next day, you know, and I do that today. You know, when I'm all crazy in the head, I still get crazy. We all do, you know. I'm not cured. I'm not cured from alcoholism, you know, and I thought it was a curse. Me and Bob talk about it all the time, these brains we've got. It keeps me in the middle of AA. It keeps me close to AA because my brain don't tell me nice things. Oh, you're so wonderful. You're just going to, you know. It's like, my God, what's wrong with you? You know, Jesus. And um, I pray to God, and he gives me relief and direction, you know, and uh, watching you people live, and you show me how. I go to meetings, I hear you, I hear what you do. You know, the big book directs me in ways upon how to live, and, and I live today. I've got that little boy. Um, uh, his father was abusive, and um, everybody was like, you've got to do something. And I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't. And I kept saying, God, whatever you want. Now, I, I'm not saying it wasn't like, oh, you know. And um, long story short, it all just laid out in front of me. And I adopted that baby on the 24th. Well, he's not a baby. He's 11. I adopted him on the 24th of January. I got to adopt him. We were going to go to court. It was going to be a three-hour trial. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. And, uh, but I was calm. You know, I kept telling Mimi, I said, something's wrong. I'm calm. <laughs> and um, I, kept, I just kept saying, God, whatever you want. And if the father has to be in, whatever you want. You know, I've got to surrender. I can't live like that. 
And Thursday nights, I pick girls up, and I go down to Oldies, and I take these girls down there, and I get home, because I got my phone off. And I get home, and I got my phone back on. It's my lawyer saying, Judy, look at your messages. I'm like, wow. And I did, and the father had signed the papers and conceded, and it was done. You know, we didn't have to do all that. And I was like, thank you, God. I never take the credit for any of these things. I bought a house. One of the loan officers kept telling my lady, she ain't going to get this house. Really, all the, she ain't going to get it. I live in that house today. God is big. God is good, and he's been good to me. And for me to not be able to, I mean, when I got, I couldn't walk in a party. Like, they'd have little get-togethers, you know. I couldn't do it. I'd throw the gift in and I'd run, and uh, I was so uncomfortable to stand here in front of you and to be able to talk. I can talk. <laughs> You know, that um, that's a gift. That is a gift. And AA and God has given me so many. And you guys have saved my life more than you know, and you've shown me the way. And I thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to talk. <laughs>